Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. This is episode 77, our NFL midseason check-in. Uh, we also talk about some NBA trades and injuries and just the overall bonkersness of the NBA this year. Jarius is back, so check it out. Hey everybody, welcome to Reality Breached. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio, as usual. Um, this is going to be another sports episode, so you know what that means? We're here with Jarius! Why are you so excited? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you just came in and popped up. I mean, I've been excited too. I love talking about sports, but you kind of caught me off guard with your Disney-level excitement. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been told as a host you're supposed to like carry the energy of the show. Well, that's, I mean, that's a great thing. I guess I'm more energetic now because of it. We'll see as the show goes ah, on. Mission accomplished. <laughs> now you sound like a captain. Like, uh, <laughs> Make it so. Right. You just get him a sailor hat or something like that. Like he's steering the ship of podcast greatness. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's, let's, let's jump, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. If this is what, week nine? Week 10? Week 9? Week 10. It's week 10. It's, it's week 10 already? Yeah. When the hell did that happen? Exactly. Week but, 10. I mean, as a, as a fantasy football player, I was setting up my lineup, you know, one of the many lineups I have with Ezekiel Elliott, and I was looking <laughs> at it, and it was like week 10, and I said, I mean, we're almost there, man. We're, what, seven weeks out? Because, you know, they have the bye weeks accounted for as well. So we're seven weeks out from this thing being over. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, the, like, this is really crunch time for fantasy football teams. Oh, my God. And that's why, I guess that's where we'll start, if you don't mind, with Ezekiel Elliott. Because Let's do this. He is a huge fantasy football problem. I don't care about the Dallas Cowboys. I care less about them. But the fact that he's on my team, he's my Dallas Cowboys, so I have to care. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, you know, Jerry Jones feels the same way, but I'll get to that. But I'm looking at it, and I needed him. I'm doing pretty good in just about all my leagues. And I really, really needed him in a couple of games and then, you know, as time went on, these incredible lawyers that he has and this incredible luck that he has with the Texas judicial system <laughs> kept getting his suspension pushed back. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, it's almost playoff time in fantasy football. And then the nightmare of all nightmares happens this week. The suspension goes through. The appeal for the suspension looks like it's gonna be null and void. And I'm like, I don't have Ezekiel Elliott unless I make the championship game because he'll be back for week 17. I believe, yeah, it's a six-game suspension. He'll be back for week 17. Uh, this is like the worst-case scenario for you then. It's the absolute worst-case scenario for every fantasy football <laughs> GM that has Ezekiel Elliott. I'm like, okay, I would have rather he just – falling on his sword and just taking the suspension in this case. Right, because then he'd have been free by what, week six? Yeah, and then I could just, you know, enjoy my incredible draft, drafting skills 
with no issues, but I mean, now I'm screwed. And, and I appreciate Jerry Jones for going out there and fighting for the needs of my team. That is all. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones doesn't know what he wants. I'm glad you said that because if you look last year, nobody, no other owner spoke up when Tom Brady was going through the Flategate. And, you know, all that stuff happened and then the punishment was handed down and and Bob Kraft was like, okay, screw it. You know, we'll let it ride. But now since it's Jerry's player, Jerry has done what Jerry does and that's the most. Jerry... (laughs) It's not only trying to get Roger Goodell effectively fired, but he's also threatening to sue, like what, all thirty-two owners? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's 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 pulling a Trump and just threatening to sue everyone. And he's like, "Look, I, I don't care about anybody else. You don't mess with my player. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm the owner to to beat when it comes to all of." These other owners, like he, he, uh, then he accused Arthur Blank of not tampering, but it was, it was something about not consulting him, essentially what it comes down to, and with something concerning the extension. But the crazy part about it is, it took like 32 owners voted on whether to extend Roger Goodell. It was a unanimous vote. People at home, you all know what unanimous means. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. So you're telling me that the guy that you just voted for, that you just said, hey, this guy is okay. Now he's detrimental to the league. And you want want him fired and you want to sue your friends as well? Like, come on, Jerry, stop. Jerry's kind of acting like a baby, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that's... This is consistent with his character. Like all, everything he's doing is consistent with a whiny rich guy. And <laughs> because he can't have these ways, he's gonna sit and pout and all of that. And it's not it's not a good look for him. But of course, Jerry doesn't care. He's a billionaire. What do I know? And on top of that, it's like just just give it up already. At the end of the day, I mean, you look at what happened to Tom. Tom literally. Fought and fought and fought. Was proven that he really was within his rights to reserve, you know, give his cell phone away. It was also proven that nobody even knew what the hell a deflated ball would do to impact the game. Like all this stuff was proven. But in the end, he was suspended, not because he was wrong, but because the league is more powerful than just one man. Yes. Like it's one of those things where. You kind of just got to say, okay, it is what it is. We'll just allow Roger Goodell to look back because he looks bad in this Ezekiel Elliott situation too. And just, you know, think about the back end of the season. But Jerry, <laughs> Jerry may have cost himself a, a playoff spot, a wild card spot because they're not getting catching over the Eagles. It's, no, it's no, no. Yeah. They're not catching the Eagles. Like they might make a wild card slot, but without, without Elliott. Yeah, it's 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 just gotten harder. And I love Dak, but that offense goes through Ezekiel Elliott. If Ezekiel Elliott is, is kicking ass, then it allows Dak to you know it takes a lot of pressure off of Dak. Yeah, and yeah. without that, and then you're looking at a year when you only have to beat the Eagles, 
the Rams are young, so you know you got a shot against them, and you got to beat Seattle, which is not a problem if you don't have to go to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, no, 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 no. I think I think we're dipping into a bigger conversation here. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think Seattle's <laughs> as good as everyone says they are. I don't either. But here's why I'm giving them more, a little bit more than a puncher's chance. One, they've done it before. They've gone to the Super Bowl before. And their experience, to me, trumps the youth of the Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not saying that they're a lock to go because I think the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm comfortable in saying it. Yeah. But at the same time, if they go against Seattle and lose, I'm not going to be like, wow, that was a shocker. It's not. I mean, <laughs> it's Seattle. It's still the <laughs> Legion of Boom, whether Mr. Sherman is on the field or not. But it's one of those things. Like, I, don't, if I don't know, man. I don't know. What, 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 yeah. Let's see. They played the Texans and were in a shootout? Who, the uh, Seahawks? The, yeah, the Seahawks. Like, the yeah. Texans put, what, 30 points on them? 30, 35 points? Yeah, but that's Deshaun Washington. Watson, per Davo Sweeney, that's the Michael Jordan of the NFL now. Which I <laughs> thought it was crazy when he said that, but now looking at him, I'm like, shit, he might be. <laughs> he might be the Michael Jordan of the NFL. But, it's yeah, they had a shootout with the Texans, but the thing is, you really didn't have a doubt that Seattle was going to lose that game. Like, they can play both ways, as we just saw with that horrible game against the Cardinals. It was kind of horrible and kind of interesting at the same time, which is a weird spot that all of the Thursday night games have found themselves in this year. It's like right in the middle of being absolutely terrible football. <laughs> but for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, it's, it's engaging. Uh, for instance, the Oakland and um, was it Oakland and Kansas City? The game where Marshawn yeah. Lynch got thrown out and then he went to the stands and he continued to watch the game. Which oh, yeah. He's my favorite person in football. Right? <laughs> he needs his own TV show. He does have his own TV show. It's on Bleacher Report. Really? It is hilarious. It's just about hanging out with him doing stupid shit. It is awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's really like they have a, a part on there uh, where they asked him, who would win in a tennis match, you or pregnant Serena? And he was like, <laughs> he was like Serena all day. And they were like, you know, he said Serena all day. She has an advantage. And he was, uh, and the other guy was like, why? Because she's pregnant. He said, no, because she's freaking Serena Williams. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Either way it goes, I'm losing that, that tennis match. <laughs> but. As of right now, like if you back me into a corner and ask me, hey, who's going to go to the Super Bowl? My NFC pick is is Philadelphia. My AFC pick as of two weeks ago, right now is New England. But what about uh, as of now? But, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I mean as of now it's New England, but two weeks just about on that. Um, Alex Smith led Kansas City. Oh uh, yeah, uh, see, like I, I I I like the football that the Chiefs are playing, but me too. When you say Alex Smith, like at some point <laughs> he's gonna happened. run out of gas. Like he's gonna phone it in for at least half the season, right? 
He has to because it's, it's Alex Smithing. Like he's really good at Alex Smithing during yeah, the season. Like playing really, like playing well enough for people to be impressed by him, but playing just bad enough to really not win any accolades. It's just funny how the NFL works, man. Like for years, I've said this. You want to see players like Tom Brady be on the same field with players like um, like Hunt from Kansas City and, I don't know, Larry Fitzgerald from Arizona. You want to see those players all on the, the same team together. But, of course, you know, everything is spread out. Teams get to make picks that yeah. other teams can't make, you know, and get it right. Unlike the Cleveland Browns, who I'm definitely going to. But <laughs> you have all these – you know, everything is so spread out. And then you look at, you look at how stacked Kansas City is right down to their tight end. And I like Alex Smith. Like, I think he had a bad break early in his career, but he's just that quarterback that, Hey, I'm not going to give the game, cost you the game, but I'm not necessarily going to win the game either. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only It's, it's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It's the reason why you can't believe in the Kansas City Chiefs as much as you want. Then you look at I mean it says a lot that I would prefer a 40 year old quarterback but it says a lot about both Alex Smith and it says a lot about Tom Brady as well because Tom Brady even now like I I saw the last year of Peyton Manning's career. No that was a sad year. You put him and Tom Brady next to each other. Tom Brady looks like he has another two years in him. Tom Brady looks Drew like he has another seven years in him. This is true. You can put Drew Brees kind of in that category, too, like the old guard. These guys look like they can still go. And But what Tom Brady does is so impressive, man. Like, right when you're questioning his arm strength, he throws a ball to Brandon. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, we have this saying, father time is undefeated. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, right, right now, Tom Brady is winning. Right. It, it knock on wood. The only other person that I've seen defeat the Madden curse was Drew Brees the year yep. uh, when he did it. Somebody brought up the Madden curse, and I was like, Tom, if anybody can defeat the Madden curse besides Drew Brees, it's Tom Brady. It looks like it's like Tom Brady's going to defeat that curse too. So, like, where did this human being come from at this point? But like, but, but, but let's let's let, let's be real. Like one serious injury and he's done. Yeah, he's done. Like he, he if it, like if he, if someone hits him in the knees wrong, his whole TB12 diet plan doesn't heal forty year old knees. This is true. Even though he's came, he's come off of an ACL injury, but you know he was way younger. He was, he, I mean, a forty-year-old ACL injury is different. What? Yeah, because 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 like the condition conditioning he has to do just to stay playable at this point in his career, he won't be able to do that if he can't walk. So, and here's my I guess that segues us into our next conversation about Tom Brady, Thomas Patrick Brady, if you will. Isn't he a junior? I think so. Anyway, <laughs> they got rid of Garoppolo. Yes, they did. Which was shocking because I thought, I was like, surely you believe, you know, 
keep this guy for a couple of years and you know give him the keys. No, the none of that. No, 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 no. That is, it's not shocking at all. That's what the Patriots do. As soon as someone else wants them, they just ship ship them off. Is it, but isn't it kind of isn't it kind of cocky? I guess is the best way I could put it. Like I made this Tom Brady, and this is Bill Belichick. Even though Bill Belichick and Tom retired, just walk off into the sunset and go into the Hall of Fame together. Isn't it kind of cocky for him to say I can make another one of these? <laughs> yes, of, yeah. It's kind of fair because Tom Brady was not athletic coming out of college. Like, have you ever seen his combat videos? They are awful. And then he turns into the GOAT. So, I mean, maybe you can make another Tom Brady. It's a constant yeah. argument that yeah. Brady haters have against Brady supporters. Like, well, Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Well, how can we be so sure of that? Because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have never gone to the Super Bowl and won without each other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time Tom Brady has had to miss time, whether that's through suspension or injury, the the quarterback that they plug in his place is at least decent. Yeah, and then as soon as they leave, they're not as decent anymore. Even though I can exactly like Jacoby Brissett, nothing. Matt Castle, nothing. You know, Matt Castle. So, so like this is this is Patriots management trusting in in the system, knowing that we'll just get a quarterback next year, or we'll get a quarterback when we need a quarterback. And getting to this story, that was one of the best weeks of my life. Was the um, the trade deadline? Why? Because it gave me opportunity to really talk about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns is the funniest, <laughs> longest-running joke that I've ever seen in, in sport. But on top of that, it's it's like the Jordan cry meme. Just when you think you're out of laughs, somebody does something creative and makes it funny again. Yeah, yeah. The creative thing for the Browns that made them funny fact that not only could you all have gotten Jimmy Gold second round. What no, it wasn't a second round pick, it was a fourth round pick, wasn't it? Who? Uh uh the Niners got Jimmy Garoppolo for fourth Something round. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know how like the sheer amount of picks that the Browns have? Oh, the Browns have, have all of the picks. All of the picks. Like they can they can build their future. <laughs> With the with the picks that they have, this is why they yeah. traded the way they have. The fact that somebody got Jimmy Garoppolo for tri- for cheap, and you were unaware that he was available to go for that cheap, <laughs> is funny to me. But that's not the funniest part. The funniest part is the coaches come out together and say, "Hey, we're upset that we couldn't get Jimmy Garoppolo." Like, who was on the phone? trying to make these deals or whatever. And then they said that the front office left at five. Like they locked the key, locked the, the building up at five while the coaches were still there. So they didn't have a GM on the phone working to see who was even available. Then that happened. So imagine being a GM. <laughs> imagine being a GM and you're sitting on, at home and you look at ESPN and find out that Garoppolo was 
gone for a fourth round pick. The next day, Sergio. <laughs> was it was it was it Cleveland who didn't like file their trade properly? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I was getting to. The <laughs> next day. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. The fact that it was Cincinnati and Cleveland. Two teams that are in the same state together. It's hilarious to me. AJ McCarron. <laughs> <laughs> they could have put a dude in a in in a car and, and, just, and drove and just, a, a trade request over to the other facility. And they made the trade. They said, "Okay, we'll do." Cincinnati sent the email off, like, "Yeah, we're good to go." They're just sitting there waiting for everything to go through. I imagine that the front office of the NFL was CC email. They said they didn't get a response until like a couple minutes before the deadline, before the clock took zero, basically. And then it wasn't that Cleveland accepted the trade. Cleveland was trying to tweak the terms of the trade within seconds of this <laughs> being over. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <clears throat> And I'm like, that city, I'm not that city, I'm sorry. Nothing against Cleveland Knights. I, I don't know just how called. I mean, or, or called. But it's almost like for some reason you all deserve this. <laughs> like, Cleveland will never have a good quarterback. At least not under the current management. The current the, the current system they have is not working, and until they completely overhaul everyone in the in the in the front office, yeah, it, it, they're just going to be gutter dwellers. And it it, it should be something if you own a team and you all are bad for so long, we can just trade that team to the NC <laughs> That's what should be in place, or it should be, hey. It's taking up space and like there's no point of you being here because I mean that Cleveland defense and I've watched them play. I don't know who did it, but I watched them play. That Cleveland defense actually is on to something. It's not as horrible as it's been in years past. But they just won't get out of the way and it's it's funny but at the same time it's pretty sad because I've been laughing at Cleveland around then that's how I feel it, I kinda of feel bad for. It must be hard to be trash for that long. But yeah, yeah. they're done. I mean, it's enough talking. Wait, uh, okay. Let's uh, let's um let's look at the, the the playoff picture as it stands now. Sure. Okay. So in the AFC, uh, if we're talking about s- seeds and and everything, the top the top six are the Steelers, Patriots, mm-hmm. Chiefs, Titans, Jaguars, That's and right. the Bills. So that means that the Jaguars wild card spot. Is that right? Right now the Jags have a wild card spot, yeah. The Jags. Who is the Jags quarterback? Blake motherfucking Bortles. Still? Yeah. Blake Bortles is still their starting quarterback. You know what I was thinking was happening? Because he's been so incredible. I thought maybe Fournette was playing both positions. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no! Like like Blake Bortles is, it, he's like a dollar store Alex Smith. 
I think the coach even hates him. Like, why oh, are yeah. you here? You're in the way of the team. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised they didn't try to make a move to get, or they might have tried to uh, get um, Garoppolo. Yeah, or shit, even AJ McCarron. If they got Garoppolo, they would have been shape. Um, I think that I don't trust Tennessee for some reason. Oh no, no. And I, but I don't know if they're untrustworthy enough for me to say that Lake Nick led team take their spot at the top of that division. That's the one I'm having trouble with. Yeah. And, and what the hell are the Bills? The Bills are quietly good. Apparently. They're five you know, and Sean three. McCoy's been killing it. But been really good. And, and Tyrod Taylor is way better than people give him credit for. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gets a bad rap to me too. Um, but as of yeah. right now, I could kind of see that just being, that may just be a playoff picture because Baltimore is done. Yeah. It, it, like, this is the reason why we're getting a little bit more parity this year. It's not necessarily because some teams, I mean, some teams are better, but it's a ton of injuries out there. There are so many injuries this year. Yeah. So that's kind of it. And then, I mean, they lost, they lost their quarterback for what? Really? The Oakland was one of my favorites, like, and just seeing what they were going to bring to the table, how they would improve, and they kind of are in that. Injuries have killed them, really. Yeah, it's yeah. really dangerous. Like, this is a weird year in that, that all, the te- all the teams, all, like all the good teams, are playing worse, and all the bad teams are playing better than what you would expect. Right. Like, the yeah. Jets are 4-5. and five. Like, the Jets should be, like, 2-7, and seven, or 2-6. and six. But for some reason, if when the Jets come to town, you have to worry and actually play football. <laughs> Whereas years prior, you really didn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can kind of see. I mean, the only thing I can see changing as far as the AFC is, is maybe. I think Buffalo is this right. Uh, but maybe. I don't see Jacksonville really falling off. Houston, I would have given a shot until Deshaun went down. This this may just be the picture. This may just stand yeah. pat because I don't I don't trust the Chargers enough to make a comeback. Oakland is the only team I could see sneaking in, and they would probably take over for a Tennessee team that completely is. Yeah, yeah. See happening. But yeah, o- Oakland I, is the only one that I see moving. Yeah, as of now, it's, and that's just off their talent. I've respected their talent, and nothing more than that. But yeah, let's see the the the, the, the NFC, my conference. You're right, a lot more interesting. <laughs> um, All right, from one to six, we got the Eagles, my Saints, mm-hmm. the Vikings, Rams, Seahawks, and Panthers. Hmm. Now I, it should be noted. That there's no Cowboys, no Falcons, and no Lions in those top six. No Packers in the top six. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia might end up with that, that top spot. I don't 
think just looking at it, I don't think anybody's gonna catch him record wise. Um I I got him finishing fourteen and two is too high. Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three? Yeah, I got him finishing thirteen and three. Man, Alice is out. Yeah. Minnesota is definitely gonna get that number. No, you know what? I give the Saints a, a good chance to get two seed, which is dangerous for everyone involved. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like, I give the I give Saints pay- going into the playoffs with home field advantage is dangerous. Yeah, I give New Orleans a, a real shot. And then you got Drew Brees. I don't trust this Rams team, man. That's the one I'm really struggling with, and I like them. I like them. I actually think they're gonna make the playoffs. But who's in the wild card again? Seattle and Carolina? Seattle and Carolina. You see, I don't trust the Vikings. Like I the, the Rams have been playing really good football. The Vikings have kind of haphazardly won six games. Here's the thing that's not getting enough publicity. Teddy Bridgewater apparently is already ready to go. He's finally back. Like it's taken him what, a year and a half? Yeah. If he's ready to go and, and the report's coming out saying he looks as good, if those reports are accurate as to how good he looks, I'm, and with Stephen Diggs, Stephon Diggs out there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's on my fantasy team. He's scary. Yeah. If he's out there, this changes that whole conversation. Between that defense and the Teddy Bridgewater, if you remember how good. Yeah. They could be a problem. They're an asterisk to me. Without him, I don't trust. Yeah. Without him, I, this six and two is strictly on. And of course, you need some offense, and which was the case last year. But I got Philly. I think Philly is going to finish out with their number one. With yeah, number yeah. One like, piece. like as much as I trust. There, as much as I trust the Saints and as much as I trust the Rams, I don't see anybody catching the Eagles. I think they're a lock for the top seed. And it's partly because of the weak-ass division that they're playing in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dallas is good. Washington doesn't know what the hell they want to do. And Eli Manning is still alive and breathing. So uh, with those three situations being the case, I don't see yeah. why Philly Philly has what? they Have they played against Dallas? I believe so. I know I they, they beat have. Washington, and I believe they beat the Giants. I think they played everyone in their car. Yeah. Sure. Yes, they have. They're five and zero. Not five and zero. I'm sorry. Well, we, we we should also we should also mention that in the NFC. Yeah. The, the, like the Eagles have eight wins, but the rest of the playoff picture has six. Mm-hmm. Saints, Vikings, Rams, Seahawks, Panthers all have six wins. Two so guys it's, above. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 it's not like it's not like anybody has a commanding hold on any of the other seeds. And the the entire NFC really changed, like the outlook of it, when Aaron Rodgers went down. Yep. That changed everything. And yep. so I'm saying it's up for grass. If you're gonna get your ass up and get into the playoffs and make a, a statement, this is the year to do it. Green Bay is not going period. No. As much as I would like to, no, I don't want to see a Green Bay team without Aaron Rodgers. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to make. I mean, it hurts my fantasy team because I got Adams and they're done. 
the Green Bay is cooked. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago can't move the ball. <laughs> the Cardinals aren't going anywhere. Right. They so, don't, they're, they're, what, who, Drew Stanton is their quarterback? Like, yes. Like, who's that guy? Oh, I didn't realize that San Francisco is 0-9, so we got two teams that are completely defeated instead of being undefeated. Yeah. Between them, oh, please tell me San Francisco plays against Cleveland at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the difference between the Niners and the, the, the Browns is the Niners have almost won almost all of their games. <laughs> in the O and I, that's that is tear inducing. Um, like, like, okay, let's see. Seahawks, they were twelve to, twelve to nine. Rams forty one to thirty nine. Cardinals eighteen to fifteen. Colts twenty six twenty three. Redskins twenty six twenty four. Like <laughs> the Forty Nine ers are playing decent football. I thought you were exaggerating when you said that. No, that's literally what happened. Wow, that, <laughs> that is that's sad. Uh, Fighting real hard to be in last place. Exactly, and they're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the only team that I can see falling off, Carolina. And here's why: there's something behind the scenes going on. It's not because I don't believe in Cam Newton. Cam is a fantastic player. Sure enough, he has some things that he could tweak about how he handles the media versus food. I mean, sometimes we want to go off on our asses and, and people asking us stupid questions as well. But it's just something off to me. Like, you traded away his best asset. You traded away the best offensive counterpart he has on the team in, in Benjamin. So if they fall off, I can see Detroit squeaking in. Detroit, not Falcons? Oh, so let's talk about them. Glad you brought them up. I knew I wanted to talk about the Falcons. The Falcons are missing a very important piece in this cash. Their offense does not look the same. Like I, what's crazy is I've, I've never seen Tom Brady beat a team so bad that they lost the next year too. <laughs> Uh, AK hold on the lead. <laughs> Tom Brady emotionally broke me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like emotionally, they're done. I okay. Atlanta to me seems like they're on the brink of a. They really, and I'm just waiting for it. I, I never trusted Atlanta. If any listeners want to go back and listen to what I said about Atlanta last year, I didn't trust them. At all. And yeah, I was wrong, but even going into the Super Bowl, I still didn't trust them. I never thought Atlanta was going to, it, it was one of those things where I wanted to turn the Super Bowl off, but I was like, I got to watch because I, re- at, even at 28 3, I really believe Atlanta's going to screw this up. And they did. <laughs> I have no reason to think that Atlanta's going to take their last spot. I'm giving Detroit a shot. Off the strength of of um, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, yeah. Off the strength of him, like in Detroit, Detroit is a tough team. They just got tough losses. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that it's another that's another team like the Forty ers who yeah. their record does not indicate their actual level of play. Yeah, 
and Detroit and Washington is the only other team. I'm just giving them a puncher's chance, but Washington, I like Washington how they play defense. And I'm not picking them because I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not picking them. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them make it in there. I just do not think Carolina is something wrong with them. Yeah. And, like, at the beginning of the season, I said that the strongest division in the NFC was going to be the South. And you've definitely been proven right. And because both, like the Falcons are knocking on the door of the playoffs. Panthers are in the top six. Saints have the two seed right now. Here's Bucks, the curse. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Bucks, but. I was just about to talk about the Bucks. I love them too. Okay. So. <laughs> here's a curse that nobody really talks. Well, it kind of gets mentioned, but. We kind of forget about it. The hard knocks, Kurt. It's something about <laughs> going on that show. It's something about going on that show that makes teams who look like they have a ton of potential play like ass. And seeing James Winston on it, first of all, James Winston annoys me. He annoys me in the same way that John Cena annoys me in wrestling. That guy that's I'm this rah rah leader. I'm just this super clean cut, cool guy. And seeing as how this is kind of a geek podcast too, Superman annoys me in that way. <laughs> Superman, as powerful as he is, as cool as his powers are, Superman has never been cool to me. It takes like certain writers to make him do something badass. It makes me be like, okay, I'm on board with this Superman story, but I still don't care for the character. That yeah. is what John Cena and James Winston is to me. Like, he does everything right in terms of, you know, just being guy. Now, he may say the wrong things, like the situation with the little girls and little boys, where he was like, you know, girls are supposed to be silent, boys are supposed to be strong. I'm like, come on, you got to be smarter than that. <laughs> but he's, he's just one of those guys – you know he's being genuine. You know who else got on my nerves like that? Tim Tebow. You know that they're being genuine. But at the same time, something is really annoying about them. And then it hit the pinnacle of my feelings toward him when he licked his fingers during that pregame uh, speech. <laughs> I know you saw it. Please tell me. Yeah. <laughs> when he was like, you see this? This is a dummy. And you know what we're going to do? And then he puts it in. If you find the picture of Deshaun Jackson behind him when he does it, Deshaun Jackson is looking mortified behind him. Like, what the hell was that that he just did? It's one of the worst pregame speeches I've ever seen in my life. And then they go out there, and the Saints defense puts the hammer on these guys. I mean (laughs) – I thought I, and that's a phrase I thought I'd never say, but Saints defense really kicked their ass. And then, so much so that they just started doing stupid shit. Like, James Winston, what was he doing? He was pointing, and I didn't understand the clip. He was like pointing across the field. And then I can't remember who it was that walked in front of him, and he tapped him on the back of his head. Yeah. And then he turns around, and then that's when Evans does the cheap shot, which made no sense to me. Like, it looks like Evans came from across the field to do that. He did. He did. 
He made they that was just a bizarre incident, and that's another team that's just flying off the rails, and they're gonna have an early draft pick. Come next year, especially <laughs> with Jameis sitting out. Jameis is uh he's out for they said they're shutting him down just till his shoulder gets better, so it's it's indefinite. Yeah, yeah. He so, he he's he may not play the rest of the year. Like Andrew Luck? Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did, injuries have been ridiculous this year. They have. Sam Bradford won his first game. We hadn't seen And I don't even know what's wrong with Sam Bradford. They say it's his shoulder or something like that. Sam Bradford is in a constant state of broken. Like, he should have stopped playing three years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's getting those checks, man. I can't be mad at him. But yeah, but is it, when, are they, when is the NFL going to learn? Like, once you've been injured <laughs> twice – you're probably not worth keeping. Like, same thing with Marcus Mariota. Like, dude's a, oh, well, he's so like good, his, man. He's like in his what third year, and he's missed like twelve games. He's so good though, man. Here's here's the thing about the old guard. I we're so used to seeing Big Ben and Tom Brady being out there, and for a while Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. I can't remember the last time Drew Brees missed a game. He, he had, oh. the, the last time he was to game, he sat out because he, they, like they had clinched the division. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But as far as as far as injury, no, I take that back. He missed one game due to injury because some foot thing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Like that's what we're used to seeing. Now we got all these quarterbacks that are in a constant state of physical peril, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I mean, we don't know. To make it in, like Deshaun Jackson, that one broke my heart, man. Not only because he was on one of my fantasy teams, and he literally is carrying that fantasy team or whatever, but because I like Deshaun Jackson. I mean, yeah, not yeah, yeah, watch, yeah, that, watch yeah, like that injury kind of broke the NFL because this year there's a lot of things to not be excited about. He was something to be excited about. He was. He was. And I mean, just see, watching him play, man, the passes that he would make. He's the only, he's one of the few fantasy football players that I've ever seen again in that Seattle Seahawks game. He threw what? Three picks? Yeah. He's still in standard leagues. I think he still got over 30 points in standard leagues. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how well he was playing. And he, I forgot how many touchdowns he had already, but they were, he was just killing it. And I can't wait to see how he plays next year alongside a, a healthy J.J. Watt. You know, that team is going to be a team to keep your eyes on next year. Yeah, but, yeah. like like, the, the, And it, it hurts the most him being on the Texans because the Texans have played so well the past four years with yeah. shit quarterbacks. And everyone yeah. has always said if the Texans got a quarterback, they That's would it. be scary. They'd be dangerous. They'd be a Super Bowl contender. They drafted the right one, and then he right. goes down in practice. Like they drafted the right one after the Browns chose to draft all the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Carson Wentz. Have you, listeners at home and Sergio, I charge you to just get on Google, type <laughs> in quarterbacks that the Browns passed on. There are like ten different articles about this because it's baffling. But Carson Wentz, I believe, is like at the top. 
<laughs> the top of the thing. Like, you, this is a guy you could have had, but at the same time, it's fair to point out that if they'd gone to the Browns, they probably wouldn't be who they were. But <laughs> in the end, like, Deshaun Watson, he's just, he, he was one of those talents that, you know, you knew you were watching something special. The rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year race is going to be crazy if he was still around playing between him and Fournette. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we're getting a paperclip and chewing gum version of the NFL right now with the playoff races. And we didn't, we, you know what, we didn't really get into the Rams. Jeff Fisher should never work again. Uh, exactly. He gets fired and they immediately become an amazing playoff contender. With a 31-year-old coach. Yeah. The dude is, I mean, he's two years old. No, he's a year old. Like, what am I doing with my life? This man is a 31-year-old <laughs> coach. And they ask him, you know, well, what's your secret? He's like, I'm looking at offensive schemes and stuff from other coaches and realizing that I have the personnel to execute some of these things. They played a clip of a play that Atlanta ran. And when the Rams ran the same play and both were a touchdown, they look exactly alike. And, I mean, you got the same result. He says that he bites from other coaches. I mean, he has his own scheme, but he looks at his personnel and like, holy shit, we got a lot of talented people out here. Let me design plays. for them. And they're <laughs> winning. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. What a philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel to be good at football. Exactly. Like it's, it's one of those things like Jeff Fisher. I'm not going to call him an idiot. I'm not going to be that disrespectful, but he kind of was an idiot. <laughs> like, look at what you had. Jared Goff is not trash. Like Jared Goff, he, he looks like a stud, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like between him and uh, what's his name in uh, Carson Wentz, they're, both of them are playing like they've been in the league for years. Years. I had to go back and like I had to check myself this morning. These guys are only played. This is their second year. They're in the midst of their second year. It's not like they've already played two years. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm hoping both of them stay healthy because it's going to make for a fun playoff. If both of those guys make it and they stay healthy, I still, I'm not a hundred percent in on the Rams bandwagon, but I mean, they, they I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoff. <laughs> you want to talk about basketball? Absolutely. Well, before we move to basketball, who yeah. is your Super Bowl winner? Who wins it? Who? What what t- what team wins the Super Bowl? Oh, the Super Bowl winner. Pats. I think the Patriots are gonna do it again. But you you think the Patriots with that defense? Yeah. I mean, they made it with a defense that was just about and I don't know. If it wasn't for a, another look receiver, then they'd be <laughs> they they, they would have won that. I, I'm I'm giving them. I mean, it's it's to the point where you don't bet against Brady at this point or Belichick. Like it, it's always going to be something. I don't. The reason I won't pick the Steelers, and I would really like to. It's like Big Ben is just going through the. Market. Yeah, he's he's done. I think he's mentally checked out. I believe he's mentally checked out, and I hasn't. So I don't expect any surprises 
as far as the the surprise I wanted to make it was Oakland, but Oakland is beat up. Yeah, this early, Oakland is beat up, and I I'm I mean the Patriots by default. I think not only is better than every team in the AFC, I think they would be able to beat Seattle. I believe they would be able to beat the Rams. The now. I don't think you want to take that defense against Philadelphia. Exactly. Like that's who my pick is going to be. Like, yeah. as much as I want the Saints to go all the way again, Philadelphia is playing too good a football oh right now. If they stay healthy and nothing stupid happens, they're kind of a lock for the Super Bowl. So, kinda. yeah, man. I, but I would. You just said something I didn't even think about. I'd love to see Drew Brees and and Tom Brady go at it. Dude, that would be amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, Drew Brees kicked Peyton Manning's ass in the Super Bowl. The other ass he could kick is <laughs> mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it, that would be a pretty cool And thing. I mean, you got these old guard quarterbacks that I call going at it. Yeah. Like, I, I read a stat the other day that um, every single time this, the Saints have given Drew Brees a decent defense, yeah. He's led them into the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, this he, year, he, this year they have a good care. defense. He's going to take care of his end. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I'm sure the Saints will make the playoffs, but once once you cross that line into the playoffs, it's it's tough. Well, yeah. I, I can't say they're going to, yeah. Yeah. And, but, and, but if they get the two seed, I'm very confident that they're going to make to the uh, NFC Championship game. Doctor Who, comics, science fiction. These are just a few of the topics that our friends over at Discussing Who talk about every week on their podcast. Uh, Discussing Who is a proud member of the Grits Media Network, uh, and we've even had a few of them on our show. So if you like Reality Breached and you like Doctor Who, check out Discussing Who over at DiscussingWho.com. Uh, you can also check them out on GritsMS.com as part of the Grits Media Network. All right, basketball. Yeah. What that like? We haven't talked. We haven't spoken since before the off season or right after the uh, the, the the finals. Yeah. Well, was it right? No, we didn't. No, it was during. It was during the finals. Yeah, it was two games from when Golden State mercifully ended the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> and I mean, we both locked it in. Like, okay, they're gonna finals Friday. And I guess this is the perfect place to open it, where we left off. Yeah. What it took for Cleveland to win one game was astounding. I talked about this yesterday with a friend of mine. Cleveland had to shoot a historically amazing percentage from three to beat Golden State. Cleveland also needed Golden State as a whole needed a couple of players to not be hot. <laughs> like we need a couple of players to miss some shots they would normally make. Like Durant was missing some and so was uh, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson. No, Clay Thompson was pretty good that guy. I think it was Durant that was kind of in that game. And then on top of that, you needed the referees to make awful calls. <laughs> Basically all of the, 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 everything had to be stacked against the, the Warriors. For them to, to pull out one win. And this yeah. 
the thing when Durant first came over, I was telling people when you talk about beating the Warriors, you're not talking about if you can beat the Warriors in a game. Yeah, you got a shot at that. The problem comes in with beating the Warriors four times. Yeah. You have to be better than that team four different times. It's not happening. And even in a game where playing as well, you got a guy like Durant who come and bust three in LeBron James' face with no problem and then steal the game that Cleveland would have won away from. Um, this And then during that offseason, everybody was like in the, the mindset that, hey, we have to beat the Warriors. Like, screw the Cavaliers, screw the Celtics. Yeah, we need uh, to, you know, do that. I've, I've never seen a league try to spec their teams in a way, as if it was yeah. an, an RPG. Like, we have to spec to beat the Warriors. They didn't do this when Jordan was playing. No. It's because Jordan's just one man. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, the Warriors have four. So... I guess we'll start with Houston, who kind of got them. They traded and got Chris Paul, and that immediately blew up in their face later on. Well, not immediately. when Carmelo just decided not to go to uh, Houston and allow them to trade him to to Oklahoma. And really, Houston really couldn't give. I mean, they had some players to give, but they couldn't give enough to make Carmelo be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with playing with just, you know, CP3 and James Harden. Then James Harden is so ball-dominant and so is CP3. I don't know how they would have worked anyway. But I do know that without Carmelo Anthony and with CP3 always being hurt, they're basically the same team that they already were Yeah, in Houston. Um, and even with Carmelo, I mean, I gave him a pretty good shot against um, Golden State without Carmelo. I mean, with Carmelo, but without him, like, like it, they, <laughs> their team is too, is too stacked, it's too good. And then you go to OKC, who made an incredible trade, <laughs> um, getting Carmelo Anthony, then they got Paul George, they're renting him for a year just to see if he wants to renew. And then, of course, uh, Russell Westbrook signed for that next deal, ton of money. Yeah, you know they're looking good, but as I mean, off the court they're looking good, but as far as on the court is concerned, man, OKC is five and seven, and in the number twelve spot in the Western Conference. I understand you got to get your chemistry together and all this, and we're not even twenty games into the season, so I have faith that they're going to be better. But at the same time, they're not Golden State level. Yeah, either. yeah. And, and and Golden State has years of chemistry that they're already working with. Exactly. It's, and it's, the only thing they had to do was plug in another player and championship with them their first year. They're good. Yeah, well, there's there's very uh, very little you can re- really tell this early in the season when it comes to end-of-the-year chemistry. Right. But I, th- I think the more fascinating thing is just the moves themselves. Yeah. Yeah, the moves themselves are cool, and going forward, I mean, it's going to make for an interesting NBA, 
because it's basically Golden State versus everybody. People are saying this isn't interesting. Yes, the hell it is. <laughs> like <laughs> you want to see what it would take to topple the Golden State Warriors, you know? And uh, yeah, like it brings attention to the league. It makes the overall league more exciting. But what does it do to these other markets? Like, it, look at Memphis. Memphis does not have a shot. They don't. They you know, don't do Orlando. Good. Orlando doesn't have a shot. So, like, what are you what are you doing to these smaller market teams? You know, tr- when when you're trying to build this, we need to attack the Warriors mentality. All right. Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, and I appreciate and, and understand it, but it kind of it kind of adds to the the uh, the drama of it all. You got the basically they're the villains. A thing that's well known in the wrestling world is that promotions, whether it's WWE, back when WCW was around, all these other promotions in, in wrestling is better when you have a heel or a villain as a champion. The is, indie, is, I mean, isn't wrestling though? Yeah, I, no, no, <laughs> it's not. But at the same time, Golden State are heels. I like Golden State being the villain that all the other would-be heroes are chasing. Like, it's something, it's something, and maybe it's just, I like enemies anyway. One of my, it's something about seeing a heroic effort from one team be crushed <laughs> by, <laughs> by pure villainy. AKA, I mean, LeBron James in that game I mentioned. LeBron James was great in the game. I believe he had a triple double. And they hit the shot that looks like it was going to bury Golden. Like, hey, we're going to get out of here. We're only down one game. It's 2 1. We're heading back to uh, Cleveland for game four. You know, I mean, we're good. And then you just see Kevin Durant do a half step little bit of a dribble and pull up and just hit it in his face and deflate an entire stadium. It's just yeah. something about, it's something about it's probably why I like the Yankees too and I know you, you oh, fuck the Yankees man. <laughs> it's one of those things where you'd like to see the bad guy on top because you want to see what good guy is going to topple him. The problem here though is that there's no good guy. There's no Superman getting ready to come in and save the day. Like, Golden State is so dominant. Do you know what it would take to beat Golden State? And I've said this as a joke, but it, I'm sure you can appreciate the element of truth that's in it. LeBron James is going to have to go to San Antonio. Then <laughs> Paul George is going to have to sign with San Antonio while LeBron James is there. So he's going to be LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, Paul George. And then... <laughs> On top of all of that, you have to get like, I don't know, maybe CP3 to come in. Now, I know people are like, okay, how is that going to CP3 is going to come off the bench. Let's start there. LeBron James is going to play point guard. And then Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to play off of him. The only other thing that would work is if Clay Thompson went to Milwaukee and played with Greek Freak, who is one, who is straight up an NBA 2K creator player. <laughs> and then LeBron James goes over there with Milwaukee. Greek Freak. 
if you want to beat the Golden State Warriors, teams should be looking at Milwaukee player. Okay, maybe we should join over because he could he would give Kevin Durant fits. He's as tall as Kevin Durant, but as fast as LeBron James. That makes no sense. <laughs> I watch him and I'm in amazement. Like what creature? Like as far as I. As far as you know, watching him play, I I don't see I I don't see really any fault in his game besides not necessarily having a jump shot. Like he can drive and dunk whenever he wants, and it's one of those things. If he has one more piece, then they're they're definitely going to win the Eastern Conference. He's a piece of way a piece away. And maybe a couple, like reserve players or bench players or whatever, like some role players, yeah, from being in a finals. He's an amazing, amazing player, but it's not enough to beat Golden State. You know who might? It's two teams. You know, no, no, never mind. Nobody can beat Golden State. So let's talk about something else that's a little bit more. Let's just talk about what's happened to the Cavs, like over, during the off season, because that is a very different team now. And that was a saga. Let's start there. It, it was a, a freaking saga. So, I mean, that was one of the most surprising things ever when Kyrie, you know, when the report came out that Kyrie wanted to go, and then it got so ugly between the two camps releasing these statements and everything that somebody had to, had to be traded. Like, you weren't going to be able to go in. It was almost, it wasn't as ugly, but it was reminiscent of Shaq and Kobe to where it got to the point where, hey, we can't go into the next season with both of you guys here, so we got to choose. And Dan Gilbert chose one. Yeah. I guess LeBron isn't going to come back. Kobe came back. But Kyrie goes to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas and uh, Crowder and wasn't it a pick involved? I believe that was a pick involved. Yeah, I think that was a pick involved. And then the Celtics get Gordon Hayward, who unfortunately went down with a gruesome injury. Jesus. First game. Yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is that they, like the, the, the Celtics, like that's two really good moves for the Celtics. Excellent move. Superb. And then, you know, they open the season against each other. It's a pretty great game. Um, but I'll start by saying this. If Gordon Hayward played in that game, the Celtics would have won by 10. Yeah, they would have beaten, yeah. beaten Cleveland. LeBron James is not 100% right now. He said he's not 100%. He also said he wasn't in shape, which I'm like, you LeBron James, you're always in shape. <laughs> that, that team. That team is not age-wise old. It's physically old. Dwayne Wade is done. Oh, Dwayne Wade was done two, two, three years ago. Derrick Rose, done. Yeah. 2011, Derrick Rose. In 2006, Dwayne Wade are not walking through this door. Both of these guys are done. You have Crowder is, has been good. But mm-hmm. here's the other thing on, on the Celtics end. Tatum, the rookie. 
playing great basketball as well. And like as the games go on, he's getting he's getting better. And the, I said this before they even got Kyrie, before the controversy started. I said this the moment that the Cleveland lost. I can't remember if I said it on the show. I don't think Cleveland is going back to the finals. I think I, I, I th- yeah, I think you said that. I don't think they're going back to the finals. And it it was just a, a good feeling. But that's just it. Like, the Celtics are really good, and they're getting better. You got Washington, who I believe if Washington played against Cleveland last year, they would have been. Even though they lost to you know the Isaiah Thomas led Celtics, I believe they would have beaten Cleveland last year. Like Cleveland, as of right now, do you know what Cleveland is in the conference standings? In the standings, they're not even close to they're like they have not a losing even, record right now. Not even close right now. I'm I'm going to you know let it play out and see how it progresses, but I don't think I don't think they're going to get to the finals at this point, and I would like to see a Golden State Boston Celtics final. Yeah. Because Kyrie, Kyrie is playing great basketball right now, even on the defensive end, which people say, you know, was his problem. He's playing great basketball. People are thinking that Isaiah Thomas is going to come back and cure all the Cavaliers' woes, and he's not. He's not going to be the same player, number one, because that that injury is a bad injury. And then, if I'm not mistaken, he opted not to do the surgery. But even after the surgery, they were saying he wouldn't be the same player. And this is a career-threatening injury, you know, that yeah. he suffered. I don't believe Isaiah Thomas is going to be that great, but then he's a defensive liability. John Wall, I think this John Wall would do a better job guarding Isaiah Thomas. But on top of that, what do you do? Say the Cavaliers do go to the finals. Steph Curry's going to eat him alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas can't play defense. He's a defense liability. Steph Curry would eat John Wall I mean, not John Wall, would eat Isaiah Thomas alive. And then when Kyrie Irving gets him, oh my God. Kyrie Irving has been cooking Isaiah. Like, well, really to, like to be fair, the, the entire Cavs lineup is a defensive liability. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the worst defensive teams I've seen in a while. But I think LeBron is just tired. Somebody I know said if I was LeBron, I'd just say I, I'd pay a doctor to say I got this injury and say I'm sitting <laughs> out of the year. And then another thing is, and it's scary, and I'm not you know speaking ill on LeBron. LeBron's never been injured before. And he's old enough now to where you're looking at every time he lands. You're looking at every time he limps or whatever. Like, uh, you know, it it makes you nervous watching him play. And I hope he plays the rest of the year because the NBA is a lot more interesting with LeBron around. But as of right now, I see Celtics Golden State being in the finals and being a good finals at that. But, the, but I, I still don't see anyone beating Golden State. Yeah, because you got to beat them four times. Yeah, because you got to beat them four times. And I think, I mean, per math and probability, <laughs> I don't see them going down. But and who do you think is going to win MVP? Oh, 
I have no idea. I got Greek Freak. Uh, I got Giannis winning it. Okay. I got Giannis winning, especially if he makes the playoffs, because Westbrook kind of booked the trend of how far you make it in the playoffs. Does it dictate if you win it or not? But I, he's definitely going to win a scoring title. If he stays healthy, he's definitely going to win a scoring title. Uh, Kyrie is definitely going to be a, a nominee this year, and he deserves to be. Yeah. Yeah, but Brad Stevens is probably going to win Coach of the Year, the coach for the Celtics. Oh, yeah, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. He's an amazing coach. I, and that's what I like about the Celtics, too. They have a really good coach, Tyron, Tyron Lue. He doesn't, he's not as good of a coach as Brad Stevens is. So that's another thing that factors in. If Brad Stevens gets a good enough looks at you, I think he can make the adjustments needed to beat you, like a great pop. He can do what he needs to do to beat you, and I think they can. I think they can, you know, go ahead and and make it out of the East. But I mean, in the end, the result is the same. <laughs> He's going against <laughs> Golden State, then like it's the final boss of all final bosses. <laughs> and so I, the NBA is interesting. The storylines that we've gotten are interesting right up until uh, the All Star. When the All Star game comes around, they're playing pick pick 'em basketball this year. Basically, you know, the two captains get to choose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. I can't wait to see that because it's gonna say a lot by who. I'm assuming that LeBron James and Steph Curry are gonna be captain uh, because that's how the All Star game voting is gone with those two being number one and number two. And it's just gonna be interesting to see who they pick you know, on their teams. Like, as far as strategy is concerned, do you break the Warriors up? Does LeBron, if he gets first pick, does he draft um, Kevin Durant, do you see? You know, so on, so on and so forth. Like, how's it <laughs> go? But, yeah, the NBA, the NBA and sports in general, are, the NFL is not really in a good place. You know who is? The NBA and, the, and baseball. Yeah, baseball's in a really good place right now. Coming that off of that, series, that, that World Series was amazing. I loved it. I, I loved it. It was so much drama in that World Series. But it kind of ends on a somber note because as happy as I am for the city of Houston and the Houston Astros, I feel so bad for Clayton Kershaw, man. For Did you see his quotes? No, he was like he was. Man, it was sad. He was like, maybe one day I won't fail. Basically, what he said. No, oh. it was really sad, man. Like, wow, like wow, like it really hit him. Like you're you're the best pitcher of this generation. You're not failing. It, it hit him, man. But didn't he struggle last year in the playoffs? It was something happened with him. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But you, you, you're Clayton Kershaw. You're not a failure. You just haven't won the ultimate award yet. Man, I feel. I really feel bad for him. Like, man, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like he hit you that bad. But leading up to that, I mean, I know you hate him, but the Yankees were slinging it. Like yeah, they were yeah, probably yeah. Houston. Houston had to really figure that out. Like, whoa. <laughs> but. If baseball is in a good place, the NBA is in a good place. Uh, 
UFC right now, they're in a good in a good place as far as their league is concerned. Really, and NCAA college football. I've been, oh yeah, I've been all in on it all year. Like, I'm hoping Notre Dame loses against Miami. <laughs> it's something about seeing the U possibly be in the the playoffs. It makes me excited, especially after. The, I mean, the last time they really did anything, they got robbed by Ohio State, and I'm so glad they're eliminated. Essentially. I hate. I think I've said this before. I hate Ohio State, and them failing <laughs> it makes me happy. And why can't we just get Jim Harbaugh versus Saban? It's the only thing I want, man. Like those guys hate each other. I can't. I would love to hear them like have press conferences about each other because they hate each other. But this is so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but um, yeah. I mean, sports is is a magical, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a magical thing right now in 2017. All right. Well, I actually I think that does it. Oh yeah. Uh, let, let's 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 plan to recon, reconvene around the Super Bowl. Of course, love to man. When the Saints are winning it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, I, I liked it. Like I said, I'm, I'm hoping this is against the Patriots. If the Saints make it, I'll accept the Saints making it, especially if this is against the Patriots. Yeah. Anybody else, I'd pick them, but Patriots is kind of a toss-up game. <laughs> All right. Well, where can we find you? And what, and what, 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 what do you what do you do? Uh, you can find me on the Neek Justice League podcast. Yeah, there we go. You can also find me on, uh, well, I still haven't published it. I think I'm going to publish it this week. I got some content lined up to put on there. But the Unapologetic Geek on Facebook, like I said, it'll be published. It'll probably be published by the time this comes out. Cool. If not, a couple days later. But, yeah, I'm working on some stuff. I actually plan to review um, Thor Ragnarok. I think we want to put that on the page. Okay, cool. And uh you can yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on Negro Just League on um Twitter at Black Nerdcast. That's the Twitter handle. Uh and also is that it? No. At unapologetic GKS on Twitter. You can find me there as well. All right. But yeah. Well, like always, I appreciate you uh, stopping by, throwing your two cents in about football and whatnot. I mean, it's always a pleasure, man. And uh, to everybody out there, thanks for listening, and keep downloading our podcasts. <laughs> I don't—I never know how to end these damn things. So yeah, it's one of those things, man. Like you should come up with like a phrase or something, but then you run into the danger of the phrase being absolutely horrible and defining you for it. So, maybe what you got true works. Just, just kind of, just you know, let words fall out of my mouth, and then <laughs> end the episode. Yay! <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I can't wait to come back, man. I appreciate it.
Reality Breach. Unfiltered. Unfocused.